Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we are bringing on special guest Lisa Lazat as we continue on in this spring cleaning and decluttering massive series here on the show. Lisa is talking with us about being overwhelmed by your home management a position that she was in for a good chunk of her life and mothering. She shares about our capacity and how to live within it. But don't forget to come back tomorrow for part two of this as she shares with us some practical and tactical habits for easy home maintenance. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. We are here today with Lisa Lazat. She is a Christ follower and wife, and as well as a homeschooling mom to three children. She used to be a mom who always felt like she was treading water, never felt like she had a good handle on this wife, mom, and homemaker thing until she realized that she was living beyond her capacity. That realization gave her the permission to declutter and let go, not only physical home clutter, but clutter in all areas of her life. Once she started living within her capacity, she was able to actually put habits and routines to good use. She's experienced firsthand the peace that comes from letting go and creating order and systems in the home. She's passionate about sharing her five-step process to simplifying the home with others through her DIY decluttering courses and virtual organizational sessions. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. You are right in line with this spring cleaning and decluttering series that we're doing here on the podcast. And so I'm so grateful for you spending your time with us today and giving us these practical tips One of the words that you um, had used earlier when we were talking was minimalism. And I would love if you could share with our listeners, what is minimalism and a little bit more about your story of how you came to incorporate that into your lifestyle. 
Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to be here and I feel like it's an honor and thank you so much for inviting me. Um, well, first of all, minimalism as all other words in the English dictionary can be interpreted different ways. And depending on who you follow or who you're talking to or how you have developed in your own life as a minimalist, for me, I like to interpret minimalism in a mindful minimalism practice, meaning I am not just following trends or what I see on Pinterest to make my home look like everybody else's, but I'm really mindful about what fits for me. And you mentioned earlier how I have learned to live within my capacity. And living within your capacity means that some, sometimes you're in a season where you can handle a lot and you're able to juggle a lot. And when I was younger and in my twenties, I'm now in my thirties, almost 40, <laughs> this is my, my big year. And I have learned right now in this season with my kids, the ages that they are, they're all busy doing things. And so my capacity has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller when it comes to things that I'm able to manage in my home. Like we have schedules that I'm juggling and I'm doing the mom pickup or the mom, what do you call it? The soccer mom thing and the dance mom. And they're, as their capacities grow or their schedules grow, my capacity for what I'm able to handle in my home has shrunk. And so I really coach people through mindful minimalism. And you're able to do that by first slowing down and really thinking about what you need, what kind of environment do you need to support yourself? A lot of us are just, you know, living a life um, as things like as things come to us, we're just reacting and we're we're in reactive mode all of the time instead of being in intentional mode where we're actually creating a space that's going to support those busy schedules. It's going to support the type of meals we want to make on a daily basis. When our kitchens are cluttered and our counters in our kitchen are cluttered, we can't function. We can't like have the brain space and the mental capacity to put a meal together. And so we have to recognize that. And we only do it through mindfulness, mindfulness. It's really when we're able to slow down, we're not in reactive mode all the time, but we're really consciously thinking, what type of environment do I need to create in my home? That's going to support all of these goals that I have as a mom. And as a wife, am I going to be able to tuck my kids in bed at night? Or am I going to be overwhelmed and stressed? And I'm just like, just go to bed, you know, but no, I want, you have to slow down. You have to think about the type of environment that's going to, you need to support all those goals that you have. So for me, like you said in my bio, um, I jumped into motherhood as a 25 year old. I was, I got married at, at 21 and I was just like trying to figure it out. <laughs> just like the people say that parenting doesn't come with a manual. Well, being married doesn't necessarily come in the manual either. So you're learning how to be a homemaker as a newlywed and then throw in some kids in there. And I was diving into all the different parenting books and they just really got confusing and overwhelming. Plus all of the things in our culture and our, in the media and all the people that are around you at your church, they give you all these things during your showers and your baby showers and your wedding showers. And they say, 
you need this tool. You need this thing. This gadget's great for having a newborn. And so I just fell into like what everybody else does when you're just like bombarded with all of what everybody else thinks you need in your life. Plus you have the influence back, back in the day, it was mainly Pinterest for me. You see all these Pinterest, perfect homes and everything. And so you're trying to create this life that you think is going to make you happy. When I felt just completely overwhelmed by it all. I just remember saying to my girlfriends back when we had younger kids, I just feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I can't get caught up. I feel like there's so much pressure and I'm putting pressure on myself and I have to have, you know, nap times at a certain time. And yeah, we did all that and it was great, but I just felt overwhelmed by home management. Like I couldn't stay on top of it. I remember that walking through my house at night it with tunnel vision. Like I'm like, I am not seeing anything. I'm not looking around. I'm just walking straight to my bedroom after I tucked in my kids and I'm just like going to bed. I'm not looking at the mess because I just felt overwhelmed and exhausted from being a mom all day and then feeling, feeling like I had to pick up everything. So I remember walking. So then that led me into like minimalism and, you know, there was back in when I started doing minimalism about, um, 10 years ago, I actually, it was, yeah, my son is 10 and that's when my parents passed and I had to clean up their home. And that led me to minimalism after I went through that process of cleaning, clearing out their home, they weren't prepared and it turned me on to minimalism and there wasn't really minimalism is kind of like a new thing back then. And, um, I just remember, okay, I'm going to start weeding out and start doing this thing that people are saying is minimalism. And no matter how little stuff we had, it still didn't feel like it was working. And that's where I learned. And there was a, my, I, I share a whole story on this, um, on my podcast of how we, um, downsized and we moved into an RV, uh, for a year and a half. And we basically got rid of everything and we put that minimalist lifestyle to practice. But then through that process of living in this tiny space, I learned that I had to have good habits because we were, we were living tiny. We didn't have anywhere to put anything or laundry was the biggest thing. I had piles of laundry all the time. We had to stay on top of laundry in order for us to function in that little tiny space of our camper. And so I started with the idea of minimalism and then that led into habits and they married each other and it just became, I, I felt like I wasn't drowning anymore. It was like, okay, I learned these really good habits in homemaking and, and home management. Plus I don't have as much to manage. And so that is basically where I got to today. Um, teaching not only my story to other people, but helping other people achieve that as well, teaching them how to live within their capacity. Wow. I love so much of what you said. I think first, the first thing that stood out to me is that it comes down to your capacity. And so many of us have different capacities. Um, I know, and, and I really resonated with your part of your story where you said your capacity changed. And very similarly, the amount of stuff I used to be able to manage like physical things, as well as, you know, things on my schedule. And so much of that has changed drastically since, you know, when I was in college and working full time to, to now being a mom and managing a business. And 
Um, so that really resonated with me is that it comes down to your capacity, but then also your capacity can change according to the season of life that you're in. You had said, um, asking those questions of what do I need and what environment do I need to support my goals? And I think that's really, really huge. Um, you had said, get out of reactive mode and into intentional mode. So, so good. And then, um, lastly, you talked about, um, minimalism and habits and how they married each other. I love your story about living in the RV. It's actually one of my dreams. And I think it's been changing a lot lately. I want to, um, when my kids are older, I want to travel the lower 48 in an RV and do homeschooling and just like take them to the historical spots and take them to places where we can learn geology and, and things like that. But I do told it. my husband do the other day, can. I'm like, what's that? I said, do it if you can. <laughs> yes. I told my husband the other day, I'm like, I could literally just move in, like sell the house and move into an RV right now because I I want that um, smaller capacity, simple yeah. living. We ran an Airbnb out of our house for five years. And one of the summers we rented an apartment in town. It was a 500 and something square foot apartment. And we only took what we needed and I had so much time in my life to go on walks and go to the playground and, and do things that really mattered to me because I could clean the whole house in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, we had such little amount of stuff, but it was also a smaller space. And so, um, I just love your story about, about RV living too. And I know that you can learn so much in those seasons where, you know, you do live with less. And so you did already touch base on this a little bit. Um, about how minimalism helps with home maintenance and peaceful living. So I don't know if there's anything more you have to add to that, or if you are ready to dive into giving us some, some of those habits um, that we can implement and start incorporating today for easy home maintenance. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me touch on, let me tell you the after story after um, RV living, because we lived in it for a year and a half. And my husband, he had a, a, you know, a local job. And so we were only able to travel around within an, like an hour's radius of where we lived. So we still had that, that travel minimalist, simple lifestyle. And we, we loved it. Um, and so afterwards we decided we wanted land and we wanted to settle down and we wanted to have space to just, you know, basically a yard. But in our county, the county ordinance is didn't allow you to live in your camper full time. Um, and so we were like, okay, what's the second best option? So we just started looking around um, near my husband's parents because we wanted to be able to take care of them. That was a, um, a priority to us as they age. And so we found a farmhouse that was we had we got the best deal on it. <laughs> and it was a fixer upper. But I struggled so much thinking I am so scared to move out of our RV and into this 2000 square foot farmhouse. That's, you know, I, it's just a dream. And I was so scared that I was going to get back into that state of drowning and feeling like I am just spiraling out of control and motherhood and home management and my marriage and everything. And so I went into it thinking, okay, I can do this. I can have a home that is larger and I don't have to fill it all up. That is what I have learned. My, my home is like, it's spacious and it's, you know, it, it, 
it feels cozy. I'm able, I've been able to create that coziness without the clutter. And I think that's what a lot of people, when they go through this decluttering process, once things have been filled up and they feel cozy and things surrounding them, when they start to weed out, they get a little uncomfortable. They're like, oh, the things that were around me and surrounding me at one point are it's now too spacious. It's kind of like the animal mentality of like den, like going into your den in this cave or this coziness. And we are very similar in, in, in nature in that way. We like to feel cozy. That's why we put blankets on us at night. We like to feel you know, held and cozy. And so in our homes, we typically, sometimes we fill it up because we want that coziness and that feeling. And so really it's all in mindset. You can still have that coziness and your, your home be spacious. So if you follow me on Instagram or you see any of my blog pictures, you might see my home. It, it's very, you know, it's not cluttered, but it's very spacious and it's still a 2000 square foot home but I've been able to create that cozy feeling and feel if we had that same feeling that we had living tiny in that RV. And so I want to share that with people because you don't have to go into a smaller, tiny home to become a minimalist. It's it for people that may be a little shocked, or like I said, you might feel uncomfortable weeding out and being very dr dr drastic in your decluttering. Take it little by little. That way you are getting yourself used to having less. That is actually the process that I took when I, before we moved in to our RV and made that drastic step of like getting rid of everything. It was little by little. Like I started, Oh, this is one thing that I started with. I had a nine drawer dr dresser, like, you know, like when you have a set, a bedroom suit, you have like the woman's, you have the woman's um, dresser that is nine dress, nine drawers, and it has the mirror that goes with it. And then you have the husband's that's the, the chest of drawers. Well, I had that nine drawer dresser and I challenged myself. Okay, I'm going to start out with, I'm going to get it down to six drawers that I'm using. And my clothes are just going to be in those six drawers. I'm going to have the bottom two, bottom three drawers empty. And so I challenged myself. I went a little bit further and a little bit further. <clears throat> and it didn't make me feel uncomfortable because it was in drawers. And it was, it still like gave me that coziness of the house and with the furniture and everything. But the club, the hidden clutter is what I was taking care of first. So for people that, are wanting to be more minimal and it might make you feel uncomfortable to make really drastic changes in your home. And you might not feel, it might not feel cozy. Start with the hidden clutter. That is sometimes people, people don't realize that the hidden clutter actually adds so much burden to you. Like even in our mind, like you might not see clutter, but if you if your mind is all cluttered up, you can't see it, but you can feel it. You can feel the weight of it. And cleaning out our hidden clutter is going to release so much weight from us. It's really a great step to take in toward that minimalist direction. I love that. I did not even think about hidden clutter. 
Um, <laughs> you can actually see we're recording. Podcast listeners aren't going to be able to hear. I've got my background blurred because this is our problem area room that I've talked about on the podcast before. And and most of it is visible clutter, but there there is some hidden clutter that's um right uh behind me. We have this big, beautiful antique sideboard and it's got some big hiding spaces in it, you know, and I had tissue paper and old gift bags and gift boxes and like all kinds of stuff just stuffed in there. And, um, and I, I went through it one day, a couple of weeks ago and organized and sorted and cleared things out. And I'm just shocked at how much of that, you know, um, I guess, mental weight or mental burden that it did relieve. And so thank you for pointing that out because you had said the hidden clutter, you can't see it, but you can feel it. And even just knowing that that, that one cupboard in the antique sideboard is not stuffed and overflowing where you open it and things are probably going to jump out at you. Now there's, there's room and there's space to wiggle. I love that you had said too, um, you moved into this 2000 square foot home and um, you don't have to fill it. I was thinking about, you know, I've got all of these great um, storage places in my home, but that doesn't mean that I have to have a bunch of stuff stored in there. Super, super powerful. Wow. Thank you, Lisa, for such great information in part one of this episode. Just a reminder to the listeners to come back tomorrow for part two of this episode where Lisa is going to share with us five habits for easy home maintenance. Yes, you heard it. Easy home maintenance. They are good and you are not going to want to miss it. Between now and then, I hope to see you over in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community over on Facebook. Happy decluttering!